0: Hi, this is Abhinav. I'm the co founder and CEO of PeopleBox.ai. One minute,
1: ready? This could be a great intro.
2: Any founder of a hyper-growth startup will list people as their biggest asset and challenge. For companies that have achieved product-market fit, money is no longer a constraint to growth. Rather, it is people and the best startups are the ones who excel in hiring, retaining and getting great outcomes from their employees. Google has long been seen as the pioneer in managing people, and Google's practices are widely studied and adopted by other startups. One of them is an approach called OKR, or Objectives and Key Results, which is taking the startup world by storm. And Abhinav Chug's venture, Peoplebox, is a platform that helps fast-growing companies to adopt the OKR methodology. This episode is a masterclass in both OKRs and building a vertical SaaS business. And there's no one better than Abhinav to hear it from from. Abhinav is an IIT Delhi alumnus and a serial entrepreneur. And here, he's telling Akshay about how it all started.
0: So I spent a couple of years in Hamdogs in Pune. Uh, went to a lot of places. Travelled a lot. I was in Canada. I would be in London. And then I got a couple of opportunities actually to relocate. Uh, primarily to two places, London and Dublin. Like any Indian guy, you give them London and Dublin. Of course, London would be the obvious choice. And so was it for me as well. I remember my my boss, she got another opportunity in Dublin. And she said to me, yeah, Abhinav, I want you to move to Dublin. I said, okay, for how long? She said, no, it's at least a couple of years. And my first question was, where is Dublin? And she was like, okay, it's the capital of Ireland. She sent me for a couple of weeks and I... Literally fall in love with that place. My exact plan was: I'm going to spend a couple of years, quit my job, and start my business. So, to for us to go and even know a little bit, we need to have some knowledge. So, what we did was, uh, what we decided, what I did was that let's go to a B school. While I was doing my B school, I continued to build code my first startup and uh, launched it while I was in B school. So, one thing I realized was that there is a lot of mistrust like everybody wanted to source their products from eastern europe or china and wanted to source their services from india so my first idea was about building this this b2b trust portal where there will be suppliers and they would be able to add their customer references testimonials and all that when we talk about trust that how do i go and trust you there are different levels and the best level is audio visual. Long story short, pivoted my first startup, which was Waves, into Video Crisp, which was all about a cloud-based video. This will be uh, a cloud-based video editing and creation tool. So, 2014, moved back to India and this time, and I remember the flight when I was alone. I was there, my wife and my uh, son. And In January 2017, I quit Practo and started. So, but once I moved back, joined PRACTO and and PRACTO is I think one of the most fascinating journey that I had but yeah that was my journey eight years in Ireland. So Uh, becoming a founder
1: tell me about that that transition.
0: So like I said this was a promise to to myself so I met I met my co-founder and maybe we'll spend a little bit about him so my co-founder is Albu he's an engineer we both are mechanical engineers he's from NIT Trichy. Mechanical engineer who got into Yahoo. In fact, be, he's, he's only the first mechanical engineer who got placed into Yahoo. Then he was uh, one of the founding engineers with rank And that's where he came to know about YC. So he and two of his other co-founders started a startup called MarkupMed, which was only the third startup in India to get into YC. And so, he, so while I was doing my startup in Dublin, he was doing his startup in Bay Area. And this was a startup. There were three front-end guys. Building a solving a real problem of of front end engineers. It was they were trying to help the front end engineer convert their HTML into PSD, which was a big pain. Then I don't know if it is still a big pain now, but now you have a lot of other tools have come. But and I think I think I'll go from of course my interaction with the same problem that like not realizing who are the people or what segment. The whole GTM place where they struggle. And then he joined Practo pretty much at the same time. In fact, we joined within the matter of 30 days. Now, our first startup, like immediately when we moved out of Practo, another, it's not, I would say a good lesson and a mistake. So we were at, we were doing in health. Of course, we were in health and we wanted to do something in health, but not something which directly competes with Practo. And the one place where we saw while we were there was mental health. Okay, that mental health is completely broken. Now I of course come from Dublin, and I had seen people going to counseling, people talking about mental health so openly. And then when I came back to India, I was like, dude, this is uh, no like people are really scared. There is a huge stigma, and we really believe that technology can solve a lot of this stigma problem because one is it gives you the convenience uh, of finding a counselor. It's so easy to go to your neighbor and say, do you know any pediatrician or any eye specialist? But it's who would go to anybody neighbor and say, yeah, do you know any good marriage counselor or do you know any psychiatrist? So either one was convenient or we can say the discovery part. But the second was this whole aura of anonymity that you can do in technology because you don't really need to go there. You don't really need to go and sit. So that is what we started. We started a startup called Ask Mile, which was it was into mental health, the ability to talk with counselors. And there, I w- again, a very big lesson. And again, this is a lesson. I know we have been taught so many times, but you keep on making that mistakes. And and my life has been somewhat about repeating some of the mistakes as well. When we did that, of course, we were we were two, I would say, good pedigree founders, I T X Y C X Practo. So there would not be any VC would who would not talk with us. They would in fact welcome us with open open hands. And of course, Practo was very hot, so they would got good references about us. And almost everybody would raise their eyes on the market size. Yet, how big is the market of mental health? This whole founder passion and optimism Yeah, market form. I think that was the the major challenge uh, that we saw. We we did it for almost a year, and it it was a good business, by the way. There was a company which had got funded by SAF just a year ago into the same segment. So it's not that VC funding nahi horiye, but. Mm. But I think is like uh,
1: what uh, better help does in US you wanted to do the same thing Exactly right? so there is this uh, no
0: actually uh, yeah better help and talk space I always get confused with better help and better so I always spend a second before I go and say, so better help and talk space two companies. compress in we're pretty much trying to do the same a lot of phone asynchronous we had a little bit of combination of you do a phone counseling plus Ability to chat on our platform because a lot of time things happen between sessions. I must say it was a good business.
1: Like our, in a way what Goki did for fitness. Like Goki was similar. No? They had an app through which you access a fitness trainer. So,
0: Absolutely. And then they had programs and all that as well. They have We, have, we realized that for us, I think, uh, the first step was to just connecting because in, in mental health a lot of it is about just talking. You can share these three things and and just self reflect because a lot of time what counselor really do is ask you good questions. They don't really give advice, which which is the, the right way of doing the counseling as well. So goes back to it, again what I was saying. It was a good business. It was a, we were growing really good. There was no competition. The we we were using SEO was working really good for us. Ads were really working good and with very low cost per click, low CPC. So as dhanda, it was really good. Okay. What me and Alugu was wondering is, is What is our role? A patient, or I, I think it's, it's so wrong for me to call it a patient, a user who's facing some, either a marital or some sort of issue, uh, you know, or psychological issue. He or she needs uh, a, a counsellor and, the, and they are talking on phone. So we are just, uh, like there is no technology play. That was the first challenge that, very little technology play. And the second bit was that this is We can go and do it on the... But we were two techies turned product on under. Well, it brings some disruption. What happened is there is this Lightspeed ka Party. And, and I've spoken about that on, on my LinkedIn as well. So there's, you know, Lightspeed ka Party where they invited, you know, a lot of like, Lightspeed keep doing that. So so there were Baiju's and there was, you know, oh, everybody. So that's where I met a guy, one of the nicest founders I've met, I met a guy called Sridhar, okay. Now, Sridhar is is my very close friend, uh, mentor, whatever you call it. So, Sridhar, we were just talking over the drinks and uh, Sridhar said, what do you do? And I said, yeah, I'm I'm a co-founder of a company called AskMile, we are into mental health, we help individuals, you know, connect with the right counselors. And then I asked him, what do you do? And he said, yeah, I'm a co-founder of a company called Gainsight, okay, and for some reason, I had not heard about Gainsight, and uh, I said, okay, oh, how big is it? And he said, yeah, we have just raised, I don't remember exactly, we have just raised $80 million. And they were almost a billion dollar company. And for a few minutes, I could not imagine that I was talking to a unicorn founder, so humble, you know, and he was like, you are so good. You are changing the world, you are changing the society changing the society <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just it's just not you know, like you know that the normal struggle of your and I was in
1: that that period I don't we are it will become yeah, well, a a ke, a a yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and at this moment we were very clear that it will become unicorn nahi at least because again like, it, and, and nothing every VC had warned us every VC had warned us yeah, look at you guys you guys have done so much you have done why are you going about this not so great market? I mean, it's okay, the rest of it is okay, but either you say that we are for the society, or you say that we are the founder who wants to make a unicorn. So you need to choose your path, right? And, so anyways, so Sridhar then said, "Why have you thought about moving this to corporates and businesses? And it's like, no, no, we don't do this. We are mainly into relationships and mainly into personal life. He said, yeah, so he was, of course, he was the CTO of Winsight and he said, yeah, I I have a large engineering team and I, like, like I really care for my employees, you know, I, I, and I see a lot of them, them struggle, we don't know, like, you know, you this the relationship between employee and employer is is sort of breaking, you know, that, you know, our parents had seen how they would look at their employer, which usually will be one for the whole product. And and I really want to do something. I want to make them feel, give them the sense of belonging. I want to build that better relationship and trust. And that's what you guys do. You help uh, individuals build better relationships. Why can't you help uh, companies build better? Now, this was this was an amazing conversation. Fully drunk. I went home, slept and i woke up in the morning like okay, did it really happen or was it just some sort of a dream so i messaged in about now now this is an interesting part because let's go back to prakpo now this is something we had witnessed okay when the company grew from say 300 to 3000 we saw a lot of challenges a lot of challenges for example an individual contributor two years ago would now be the manager of manager of manager and, and that comes with a lot of responsibility right especially in a country like india where you consider manager as not just your boss, but like your mentor, your philosopher, like you are You know, at least government method, I've, I've seen my, my parents were because my, my dad was a very, you know, a high-ranking government official. I've seen how he's, you know, people used to at least look up to him. And the same, at least young people would go and explore, But people are not trained. People Suddenly at 24, 25, we are managing a team of some 100, 200 people. And, and this this relationship was, uh, I see how badly it got. And I personally faced it. I mean, I came as an individual contributor. Suddenly I was, uh, direct, I had eight product managers reporting to me and then, uh, you know, a large other team. And I I must say, I struggled a lot. Now, uh, this actually sort of, me and Alabu we met it and we looked at it and we said, yeah, this is, what is the problem here? Okay. What exactly is the problem and w- w- whether is this a good business to go in? We had of course burnt our fingers with the market size. So we were quite worried about the whole market size and all that. Uh, now, one thing we are sure that this is SaaS. And this was a time when SaaS, of course, was pretty getting pretty hot as well. You know, the whole Freshdesk, Chargebee coming out. And of course, you know, you are we are seeing some really good innovative companies as well, the likes of Postman and BrowserStack, which were not like you know, like we are also there or, or a cheaper version now. So so we spent few few months into just understanding that what is this market? What is the challenge? And and one challenge that we saw was about, you know, building this. Every company wants to build this high performing and engaged culture, you know, especially at the time of when they're going into this hyper growth. You know, when you raise funding, you have so many other things. You're hiring people that you forget about. Yeah, okay, hire to kar liya. Bank account maybe doso million but we have to go and drive two R's, let's say results and retention. You have to retain our top people, we have to drive 10x results. And that became sort of a challenge point. That how can you do that by either building great managers, building that better trust, or, or providing that clarity you know, about who, what the goals are and all of this. So that's where we got the whole idea. We started in late. 2018, People Box, which was earlier all culture grade. And one of my friend actually, who's again, he was, he was also founder, he, he gave me an advice. He said, yeah, who are you going to target? And, and at that moment, this was very normal, target US. So I said, yeah, mainly US. So he said, if you are thinking of targeting US, then when was the last time you went there? I said, "Oh, my IVLP days. I went to the Bay Area So he said, no, you should actually go there. We had no funding. I mean very little we had raised so we have very little money and I said okay let me figure it out so I went there and
1: we were like few days old I would say uh, you went to US to sell the idea or to do market survey like uh, is, is product is nahi? like yeah yeah
0: so uh, like you know the, the because Alugu had been to YC there is one thing he kept telling me is PG mantra I still call him his PG Paul grounds at the Three mantras of success for a startup is uh, talk to user, talk to user, talk to user. So my whole idea was to go there and just talk to companies. Is this really a challenge? Like, how are you solving it today? You know, or will if there is a software, will you pay for it? How much will you pay for it? Like, What is that? You know, in, in this book, Spin Selling, there is this very good notion about perceived value. That what is the perceived value? But interestingly, we had a paying customer by now who had paid for us. So we, we there, there's a company we met with a founder. And we said, Ki, yaar, we are building off something. And he said, yaar, we need to, we are. We have this 7th or 8th anniversary coming. We wanted to understand the culture. So do you have a product where I can capture the pulse of my employees? We did not even have a website. And I said, huh. our product is ready. Hai. So he, he was like, can we run kar sakte I was like, Monday ko run karte. Hai. He was like, okay. You won't believe it. It was so good. He got so impressed that two things happened. One, he recommended us to so many other companies, and then he said that if you if you're raising funding, you know, please please count me. All. But obviously we were not raising funding. We were like one place
2: If you like to hear stories of founders, then we have tons of great stories from entrepreneurs who have built billion-dollar businesses. Just search for the Founder Thesis podcast on any audio streaming app like Spotify, Ghana, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to the show.
1: product clarity new Like you are saying, employee engagement we can build a software to make employee engagement easier for fast growth companies. Now, yeah. what is okay. it that you can build that you're not clear?
0: No idea. And in fact, not even employee engagement, like if you if you put this whole culture, right, or I would say, and, and to be very with you put a very even articulate that problem was a bit difficult. Okay. So we were into that sort of a journey. Okay. And one thing, so, so my whole purpose of going to US was talk to the customers to understand what that challenge is. And we knew that we we had witnessed this thing. We witnessed in practice when it grew so far, we faced some challenges, whether it is a developing manager, or building a high-performing culture, retaining people. But we realized it primarily revolves around two things, driving better results, driving better retention. So engagement or measuring engagement are first sort of vita. We got a paid customer as well. Which would be like a survey tool, like it's a survey tool, but a very specific engagement survey. So now, what happened? There was we, by the way, the Lightspeed, uh, Lightspeed, had immediately launched something called Lightspeed Extreme Entrepreneurs, and we were we got selected by by now. I remember I to do the interview in Hong Kong, so I was in Hong Kong for my layover to Bay Area, and uh, Alugu got a call, and I was in Hong Kong, and we did this whole interview, and by this we have some because we have built a product now because we are. At least a chota clarity to so that this is, I mean, this is going to be a part of it. But what will be the larger thing? We were also sort of not sure. And Lightspeed, again, we had at least some clarity, pedigree. So it's like, okay. Come on. So by the time I reached SF, we were in the extreme entrepreneur. Now, there, when I was talking to users, of course, I met a lot of people who were my friends from IIT and uh, or, or my B school, and many of them were founders. So they said, we have not uh, and, and no VC so uh, no, I mean not now because uh, of course we but, uh, but, but I was product market fit new, but because I was there for three weeks right? the first two weeks were really good I mean I remember because we were so frugal I would say I mean I was so worried about that Year time will not I spent hours and hours in making sure that my calendar is full I would like every month so this, this first two weeks was incredible. I had so many talks, so much clarity that by the mid of next week, I was getting a good clarity. Okay. And which was about that, you know, two things basically came up. One was that diagnosis is very important. Any people decision that you made, it has to be based on some analytics and insight. That what is the problem? Are your teams worried about goals clarity? Are they worried about managers contact? Are they worried about vision? Do they even have the clarity? What is uh, company's focus is? Okay. But the last thing that you can go and do that is stop at diagnostics, because that's where survey tools stop. And we were very sure that we don't want to become a diagnostic tool. We want to become a tool which closes the loop. That was very clear. So closes the loop. How do you go and close the loop is we identify that and build something. So build better managers, provide some tools to give them that clarity. And by the time, because that clarity was there. So one of our, my friends, who is my colleague, connected us with Nexus. We met with Nexus and uh, met with Narain and Jishin. They were pretty impressed by the vision, by the team as well. And uh, I think I remember by the time I reached back to Bangalore, we almost had a term sheet. So that's, without, like, so, so that's where we raised our seed funding. We had a few angels as well. So so the, 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 the co-founder of Udan, the co-founder of Exotel. You know, you know they, they also invested a small fund in New York, Tusker. So we raised our first sort of seed around. And yeah, that's that's how people box got
1: started. But I'm still not clear product is. Like one part of product can understand, the diagnostic part, which is a server tool. But what is the other part of the product and which that, fixes issues? And that is a really good question because
0: neither did we. and And that's a very honest answer. We also did not know that. We had some idea was that it might go through building great managers. Okay? And, and to a large, oh, to a very honest part, I always say that Peoplebox had two parts of our journey. One is this early 2019 when we started actually building the product till mid-2021 and then mid-2021 to now, which again the last six months. And, and this first two and a half hour years versus this last six months, everything changed. So our entire first two and a half years was about this thing. Okay, we have become a good player or good, I wouldn't say good player, but build a good product into diagnostic. But that's not what we want to do. We do not, and, and not that there are no unicorns, you know, if you look at Culture Amp, that's a, it's a unicorn in, just in diagnostic. But because we were hell-bent or it was our vision to helping businesses drive better results, we know that our attention, well, it won't come just from diagnostic. So what is that closing the loop, was something that we also, I would very candidly say, struggled and spent our next two and a half years. Now, what are the things we did? Okay. And almost none of it worked very So we realized that for any business to go and grow. The, the culture is of course a very important part and the managers need to be strengthened. You know the famous saying that people don't leave bad companies, they leave bad bosses. And that's very true. was all our uh, surveys or talking to the people, we are realizing manager issue. Now how do one build better managers? I think this was a very very important thing. Now because we were selling to the US companies, one common thing that we found there was the culture of one-on-ones that there was a really, really good culture of one-on-ones there. Uh, and the second bit that we realized are that most of the managers require some support, okay? Now, we were coming from a counseling background. So, we said, can we go and replicate into coaching? Okay, can, like, and we're talking about managers coaching. Uh, the only thing that we had was, we don't want to go back to the whole human element because then we'll go back to the same problem that we saw a lot of time, Then there will be coaches and there will be this and Again, Vettrack was another unicorn in making, this time market size wasn't a problem. But we wanted to build a product now. We were two product guys from Practo. We wanted to build something which say, yeah, we have built a good product. So for us, the very first thing, again, you can call it a fascination. We built our first product. There was an AI coach, okay, an AI coach, which helps you Connect better with your employees to great one-on-one. So people are already doing one-on-ones, okay, and they are they are doing mostly people who do in a Google Doc, a running Google Doc or the new age tool like Notion, Sana, and all that. So we said, can we build something which is sort of it has a coaching element which helps you do your better one-on-one, and and that became our uh, sort of first sort of product. Didn't work. <laughs>
1: didn't really work and, and this was the, what like it was a so w- by one-on-one you mean like say the the routine meetings when I, I yeah, at a good question what is
0: a one-on-one okay in fact we also didn't know what is a one-on-one okay so but if, if you go back to the the philosophy one-on-one is basically a, a concept introduced by Andy Grove back in those eight, 10, uh, days you know and, and he spoke about it and in his the very famous book uh, high output parallel. so one on one basically at least in in the area now i am seeing a very lot a very good uh, culture of that in india as well it's nothing but a weekly or a fortnight meeting between a manager and an and his direct report okay where it is driven by the by the direct it's not driven by the manager so a typical meeting is this project ka kya i have a feedback for you i want and employees say here yeah, kyun this meeting is exact opposite. This meeting is okay. Where are the challenges you are facing? Is there anything I can do with your career growth? Are you happy with the product? Are you happy with me? You know, are you are you facing any challenges with this? How is things at home? It's all about employee, okay, and that company's identified is impactful factor in retaining talent and sort of giving, you know, employees that helping them see the best out of themselves. Because manage, like, rather, the, if you look at the performance reviews, right, they're always backward-looking. And say last October you didn't do that or last October you, or September you did good. But here it's everything is forward-looking. So this culture was blooming. There were a lot of tools coming as well. And we said that we wanted to add a poaching element to it. Uh, now the challenge that we faced here, which way we realized was that because the coaching was based on the diagnostics or the uh, survey that we were running, everything was anonymous there. So imagine that you are a manager with four direct reports. We go and get that your team is struggling with, say, getting clarity. Okay. Now, there might be a possibility two or three may not have even answered. Okay. So because of the anonymity, we can't share first all the things. Second is who said what. And when you coach people, right, you need to be very specific. With this guy, this is the issue. So it sort of it didn't really match that the the input that we needed for an AI coach, you know, because wasn't sufficient. Okay. So what we said that year, yeah, AI coach, ko let's focus on the one-on-one. Okay. Um, uh, let's go and build it, but. And, and and the idea there was we we knew that the one on one tool is not gonna be our main thing. But if you go onto the one on one tool, it'll help us understand some of the problems. Okay, that what it is that people are facing, what people were struggling with. And I would say for the next two and a half years, that's what we did. We we signed up. So in in, in mid to or or in slightly late 2020, we did a sort of a Hack of this did an offer where we signed up some 450 plus companies with some fees, but we said up until this employee, you don't have to go and pay much. And w- what was the product L-
1: like? Oh, you built a
0: product for one on one. What, what so this was one on one? Like This was one on one. This was employee engagement surveys. Okay. And one of the very important things that we were seeing in almost every survey was the lack of clarity of goals. Okay. So we also built a goals tracking software, or you can say it, OKR software. Although that wasn't our most sort of core at that moment. okay, And that is now about,
1: that was in future just about to get changed. okay. So, but what is that one-on-one tool? what is it? So like you said, people use maybe a Google Doc where they make notes. So what was your tool like? The so
0: what our tool will go and do is the very first thing it will go and do that. It will suggest you what to talk. So we had a long list of suggested talking points. Different for manager, different from him. For direct report, okay. So, so and and this become our most loved or most used feature because when you go into Google Talk, it's a very normal phenomenon. As nobody prepares for one-on-one, so pe- manager will go and ask, uh, hey, did, 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 uh, do you have anything to talk? And direct will say no, and then they will start talking about. Acha, us project me kya chal raha hai? Acha, ghar pe kya And it this half an hour, which could have been such critical, which could have become so important, got wasted. You could have talked about feedback, talked about career growth. So we would go and tell, these are the things you could talk. The, another thing that we had was the ability to rate employees' productivity and performance. So COVID had hit, okay, and everybody was working from home now. So people were struggling that the days where an employee can go to a manager by swirling his or her chair around and put a hand onto the shoulder and say, I'm struggling with it, are born. So what we did was we launched this feature where just before a one-on-one, we asked the employee, how did your, how was your productivity or how would you rate your productivity since your last one-on-one? So they can now, we are not asking their performance. It's not a self it's just about productivity. Are you facing any issues? Similarly, we we'll you ask the manager, how would you rate his, his or her performance since your past one-on-one? And this is only visible to the manager. The benefit is that if I as a manager can see the productivity and a performance before the one-on-one, I will talk about it, and that's what it did. So, too surprisingly, it even became quite famous in India. You know, like uh, uh, we got a lot of customers, but Denso became our first big customer who was using, who just wanted for one-on-one. Even though we had a, we had good suite of products now, uh, we have employee engagement, we have goals, we have one-on-ones, and in one-on-ones we have this whole continuous performance check-ins. As well. So this was the product, but there were a lot of other things. For example, I'll tell you some of the challenges. That people face is Google Doc. Google Doc either can be private or can be shared. It can't be both. So if I am using a shared running Google Doc, I have some private thing. So I'm going to use my Apple Notes or you know Google Keep. The another thing that it has that it challenges is that action items. A lot of one-on-ones doesn't have action items. So if I put it in somewhere, right? I don't get a reminder. So if we build a feature. If you put an action item, it comes on the top. The last few weeks <laughs> when have one-on-one, key, action item. And it will also give you a reminder in Slack and all. So, you know, similarly, when you do your one-on-one, can you see your goals or your direct report goals at the center of it? So that you don't miss talking about it. Because a lot of times people talk about goals at the performance review time. So these were some of the things about our work.
1: Uh, one product is one-on-one, one product is survey product. What else did you launch? Like We launched a Goals tracking
0: software as well, like where you can keep your goals or OKRs because Obviously, we had we had OKRs introduced in Fractal when we were there. Quite amazing phenomena. We loved that.
1: So talk to me about OKR. What is OKR? Like I I don't understand OKR.
0: I, I can spend hours and sometimes, but I I probably may, may want to talk about how did we get into the whole OKRs thing? or or, or how did it become. so OKR is our core, and I want to spend a good bit of time into that. But how did it became our core is is a sort of a journey that happened. That's why I said right? we had a two and a half years of introspection and exploration and then that sort of a scale or that growth that you look for uh, or at least you why for. So when we launched goals, you know, we weren't very specific about OKRs. We were like because it was consistently coming in surveys that we don't have clarity about goals and companies were also asking, if you want to go and solve that, we need a goals tracking software. Now, we can't do that our one-on-one sit at one place. And goals are another place, and we wanted to merge too because in one-on-ones we wanted them to have a clarity about goals. We built this goals feature, but our focus remained the same that we want to build a high-performing, engaged culture for hyper-growth startups through building great managers. And it took us some time, but have again, you know, they say when in trouble, go back to first principle. Is that what is a great manager? How do you go and define a great manager? Okay, and a very good analogy that we got was from a sports person. What is a great sports person? You know, you can say, I mean, what makes Sachin great? Because he's very nice at heart, because he does a little PR, because he works and no Great sports person win matches. Simple and straight. It's a 4 So our belief about the good managers, what? Good managers or great managers are the ones who score high on manager's rating when we ask in the sun, so what do we ask? We would go and ask, How motivated are you to work under your manager?" And whoever would rate more, yeah, their team wants to work, and if their team wants to work, of course, they would stick with them. And if you will have a retention. And after working with three companies, we realized that many of these 9.8 and 9.6 managers got fired because they could not deliver results or some other thing. So it became clear to us that. A great manager is somebody who consistently delivers great team results.
1: And when we had
0: that thing, right, we realized that at the center of it, whatever culture we want to build, whether it is engaged or this high performance or or, high growth, goals are at the center of it. It's not, it's not at the periphery, it's not another feature. Okay. It is at the center. Because if you just go and crack that bit, okay. Everything else becomes easy. You know, your ability to have better manager-employee uh, relationship, your the ability to build a culture of feedback and recognition, your ability to, you know, do this continuous performance review, even your ability to go better business review, everything fall in place just if you solve that goals problem. Now, what is the goals problem? The goals problem is that does every employee knows that what exactly are their goals. Do they know that how their goal or the work they're doing, how is it aligned to the overall company's purpose or their strategic objective? And most importantly, what is company's strategic objective? If you wake your top leaders in the middle of the night and you ask them this simple question, what is the company's top three strategic priorities? Great, you would be surprised what people say and how, and this is with the leadership. I'm talking about top leadership, okay, how misaligned they are, okay. And that is where we realize that the answer is in both in a framework and a product, and that framework is OKR, okay. So because our companies were using our tools, we, we already had a goals or OKR software, we really realize the power of, now coming back to what is OKR, I think, I think First of all, OKR is 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 something which is just taking the whole startup world by storm. It's like spreading like wildfire today. Okay. So there are you know startups like you know Zeta, Bhavin who is, who is the CEO. He like swears by it. But, but at least we did some very very high level research and we realized that seventy percent of India's unicorn today use OKR. Okay. Now what is OKR? OKR is a game goals framework. Okay and which actually helps you align your goals all the way from top to the bottom okay so it was actually started again by andy Grove, the, the famous guru the you know who, who also started one on ones uh, or is the concept of one on ones so he did it in, in in intel okay and he wrote it in his, in his book as well but it was made famous by an employee of it who later became the investor of google john doer he wrote a book about that called measure what matters as well so this is the early age of Google when Google was very small, less than 100 employee company, and John Doe went to them and say, "Yeah, I learned something from my boss Andy, and he had this really good framework, and you should go and use that." Okay, and then Google did it, and then Spotify, LinkedIn, Twitter, in India, you know, Zeta, Zero, hundreds of companies. And the thing about OKR, right? Before I go into the detail, it's not that these company came and say, "Yeah, we did OKR, it was helpful." They said that we became this because we used OKR. That's what OKR is able to do. So OKR has multiple things, but the w- number one thing that OKR does is that it helps you focus. You know, a, a very good saying is that OKRs are a reflection of how focused the company is. And and what OKR does it? Like, let's take any other frameworks like KRA's or KPIs. Okay, so so we, you say that I use KPI. So what will happen is, say, my KPIs are revenue or could be in a SaaS word MRR. In a consumer word, it might be, let's say, MAU or DAU. okay? And it's a metric that you track, okay? In KRAs, what happens is that people go and put some key results area that you have to drive uh, better business. You have to drive better customer success, okay? And they usually set for annual ones and look annually as well, mainly for a performance review. OKRs is, it starts from the top what is company's top objectives are, okay? And they break into objective and key results. So objective could be, for example, for Google objective would be to become the fastest or the best search engine. How do you do a key result? A key result is a measurable. It's measurable means that ensure that you have some metric, 20 million daily active users, okay? Something. And then for that, what is the objective of the product team, engineering team, and then further down a product manager and all, okay? Now, what makes OKR, as you can see, there are multiple things about OKR. One is that it aligns. Second thing, is you break it into smaller chunks. So rather than an annual, you break it into quarterly. So every quarter you set it. Okay. Then the another thing is, it, it, it is very motivating. So the objective is motivating at the same time, measurable as well. So you know where you are going and how do you know you are going there. So objective is, where do I want to go? Key result is that how do I know I'm going there? Another thing is a moonshot. You set very high goals, okay? All of these things. But all of these things, I would say, are not the reason what makes OKR so disruptive. The number one reason what makes OKR so disruptive is this five-letter word called focus. And I want to give you with an example. And that example is really, really important one, or probably the one way, I, I think, how to understand OKR. Let's go back to 2015. Okay. If you remember 2015 was the is a bloodbath year for the food tech sector. Okay. So there were tiny halls and there were food funders and swiggy and Zomato and all. Okay. And nobody was ready to fund. Okay. Now, for a moment, let's imagine that you are Swiggy. Okay. And Swiggy what they had, if you look at Swiggy at early time, they had the least amount of funding. They were least number of cities. They had least number of restaurants, and they were not giving what everybody was doing, which is giving discounts. Okay, and Swiggy believed was that I'm going to go and win this market based on just one thing, which is timely delivery. I'm going to focus on time, and and the philosophy that Harsha had, which they really loved about, is that he said that bad food delivered in good time is a good experience. And he said, look at Domino's. Domino's don't have the world's best pizza. But we are a billions of dollar company because they deliver in 30 minutes and nobody able to beat them. Okay, And they are growing like crazy. And that's what we want to do. Okay, Now, let's take a hypothetical scenario. Let's say this is December 2015. You are the CEO of, of Swiggy and I am, say, an investor. I'm Tiger. And I come to you and I say, Harsha, I really like you. I really like your company. I really, okay, you are at, say, 4,000 deliveries a day, if by next quarter you reach to 10,000 delivery a day, I'm going to sign you a 20 million dollar check and I mean every word of it Okay, and I go away and you call everybody and you say guys we have a goal, Okay, what would be your number one goal, number of deliveries yeah. it, your, it makes sense right, your number one goal should be that to make 10,000 deliveries by end of next quarter right. It has everything written on it. It is smart, it is measurable, you know, it is specific, measurable, achievable and all that. But there is one problem with this goal that OKR solves. This goal doesn't talk about how. How are you going to do that? What is it that you're going to focus on in the next three months that you're going to achieve to 10,000? Because it, it has taken you some time to come for. It's a moonshot goal to go suddenly from 4,000 to 10,000. So you've got to do something different. What is that something different? You've got to do something. And that is a challenge that you see with every hyper growth company. They put numbers into their goals, even though they have strategies. Okay. Now the problem with not including your strategy in the goal is this. Let's suppose now let's suppose we set ourselves as this, this thing. Every week I'm going to go and track it. Okay. So now how is it communicating to your team? we have to go and achieve 10000 believe this so everybody is going to do something somebody is going to say let's go and launch in two more city let's go and uh, focus on discounts let's go yeah let's and, get more restaurants on board go, or, or... let's focus on a better uh, onboarding experience okay and they are going for and, and this is a what you call a textbook definition of misalignment because now every team is going into different direction to achieve a particular number. Okay. So now if you were to use OKRs here, what would be your number one objective? What would an OKR look like? Okay. So your company objective will be this. Become the fastest food delivery company. The important thing here is fastest, which means I am telling that our focus is going to be speed. Now what will be the key results? The key results will be, of deliveries should happen within 37 minutes. The next key result would be client NPS should grow from 40 to 60. The next key result would be increase your average monthly delivery per customer from five to eight. And then if that happens, achieve 10,000 daily delivery. Because if you do this, 10,000 daily deliveries automatically happen. So what you're communicating to people is the most important thing is how. And it's not that the companies don't know how. How is nothing but a strategy. They spend hours and days into going into the, you know, all these off-sites and all, or getting into this uh, whiteboard to building that strategy. It is they forget to replicate that strategy into goals and bring it into their business. Review. So what happens is that when you actually go and set your goals and review it, nobody talk about a strategy until end of the year, end of the and that's the number one thing that makes OKRs different. And when we learn that goals are at the center of it, we ensure that for us, our OKR, okay, or our mission is just about one thing, okay? Helping startups, mainly hyper-growth startup, grow tenets by f- focusing on the right goals and measuring them in a magically easy way. That's what, because if you do that, like I said, everything falls. And that is what our journey has been say for the past six months where we have been able to very, very much focus on that and of course get to, you know, fi- finally find our core on a, what you call a, you know, a sweet spot and, and of course, you know, go. Mm.
1: the product market fit. The okay. product market fit. So, uh, so this would be like a waterfall, right? Like it will start from the top and then have to be drilled down at it would need a fair amount of setup time, right? L- like you would need to really, as a founder, first as a founder, you would need to think about what are those objectives and broad metrics. And then you would need to think about how does that metric translate for each of my teams? Like, is that how it happens? Or? So so generally, that you. Th- so I,
0: I think the, the, the question is, does it take a lot of time from the founders? The answer is no, if you do it smartly, okay? Because that time is already being spent. Like I said, Every company have a strategy, because that's the strategy they go and articulate to investor. If you look at any industry, right? Like look crypto, or let's talk, you know, some of the industry, like, you know, employee insurance, okay? Or, or you can look at, you know, even even e-commerce, right? When investor go and ask them this question, how are you going to win the market? How are you going to go and beat it? They have an answer. Sometimes this answer is cost. Sometimes this answer is better product or this. Our focus is going to be this, you know, for example, what, for Swiggy, the focus was about time. I think almost every startup have that. The problem is that they keep it somewhere stored and long and do not reflect that or articulate in their goal. So while they go and say, we are going to go and focus on, say, time or cost or something, when they set goals, they are nothing but business as usual metrics. Why revenue? Which does not communicate to the, your teams ki what is our focus. When we say that there is a misalignment, right? people don't get misalignment about number. If you go and say, My goal is to reach 10 million ARR, you wake up people in the middle of the night, they'll say, Yes, our goal is 10 million ARR. That is not alignment. Alignment is the how. What are you going to focus on? What is the company's number one strategic priority, which will help you achieve that 10 million ARR, is the where misalignment happens. And that happens because your goals that you track on a weekly, daily or a monthly level and the strategies that you have set are miles apart. So if you just do it smartly, you know, before the quarter, anyways, teams are meeting. Anyways, the leadership is meeting. Anyways, they're building out a strategy. When you are defining your goal, just make sure that you reflect it. And, and that's why OKR has given you that framework. Very easy. Put an objective, put a key result, and then give it to your teams to align it. Now, does it require some effort? Does it require some learning? Does it require some coaching? Absolutely yes. OKR, despite being so powerful, have a very high 90% first-time implementation failure rate. 90%. In 90% of the companies, OKR fails at the first time in fact even in google it took 18 months and and uh, it takes a long time because people do you know they don't know how to do it right they do it in a wrong way they just convert their kpis into okay. uh, a very common behavior is set and forget you set about it and you forget but if you do it rightly it doesn't take any more effort than you are already spending in fact it the return on investor in fact it does it it will save you a lot of time while giving you a 10x better result so Essentially, you're saying that
1: uh, just do your documentation properly when you're making your strategy. That documentation properly is setting the OKRs. So, uh,
0: the, the most important thing uh, when it comes to OKRs, in fact, I would, every, any type of goals is two. One is setting them right. But I would say that's just the one part. OKR fails, when OKR fails, right? when we say OKR fails, what it means is that they were not able to bring that substantial value or an impact that your earlier framework could it be a KPI, KRA, balance scorecard, whatever it was, or business as usual metrics, whatever. That's what means that OKR fails. This is the number two reason why OKR fail is not setting them right. But there is a bigger one, which is set and forget. You're not tracking them. So a very common behavior that we have seen in companies is. You spend two three days setting your OKRs, put it into a Google sheet or in a HRMS system, or even in a sort of an OKR performance management system, and then you forget about it. You go back to a weekly KPI tracking sheet where every week you track every KPI, and and then now you have two parallel goals tracking system. One is an OKR, okay, which you only looks once in a uh, quarter or twice in a quarter, and then this is and and the, like you know the famous saying that the only worse thing than a bad news. Is bad news late? That's what happens with Okya. End of the quarter. Oh, yaar, we to focus karna tha on the customer experience. Because nobody was able to bring strategy into your goals tracking meeting. So while documentation is an important thing, it's just the starting. The most important thing without any goals is tracking. And when we say tracking, I would say specifically, your business review meeting. Because if you look at your goals, the only time when goals are looked at are your review meeting. Now, they could be your weekly, it could be your MBR, QBR, whatever. So those meetings, if you track your goals in the right way, that's why our number one OKR is to help businesses track their goals in the magical easy way. And of course, the the, the second one, focus them on the right goal as well. Then only, of course, you know, if, if you do the tracking right, that's when you're able to achieve that results. Okay.
1: So tell me, what is the user journey like? It will start with the founder first signing up and setting something and then yeah. uh, like, like for, you probably need to create like a hierarchy on the tool first. Like, like what's the user journey? Like, just talk to me about that. Like, yeah. So the
0: the, the hierarchy is usually automatically created because we integrate with any HRMS system. So the employee records are usually, there's the single source of truth is either an HRMS system or people, if they don't use HRMS system, they already have data on the Google Sheet. So we just, one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know reporting so managers and everything in- about it. Yeah. I think it pretty much starts from either the founder's team or, or sometimes strategy or also get involved there. So it, it always starts with setting company objectives, you know, and usually not more than three, that's what we set on a quarterly level. So give people come, they put their goals, objective. So one objective, three key result. One objective, three key result. One objective, three key result. And of course, we, we also handhold them into, you know, this is the good objective. A lot of time people make key results as an initiative. Like I'll give you an example. Launch iPhone app. That's not really a key result. A good key result is get 4.8 rating on App Store with a minimum 50 users. Because it's it's an outcome, not an output. So uh, the very first thing is about setting the goals. Now the problem, and and then of course we give it to the department heads, the functional head, and they set their goals, and they need to align it to the one. I, I, I to give an example. Let's suppose. Let's suppose that one of the very important thing for you is about user experience. So you say that yeah, my user, which might be let's suppose, could be say a salesperson. Okay, that. My salesperson NPS should be fifty. It's a good key reserve. Okay, what you cannot do or what we don't recommend is that okay. That's your company objective. Now, engineering goal objective is build better tech speed, build a bugless product, uh, launch three uh, versions of apps because it needs to be something which aligns with your uh, overall company objective, which is the salesperson NPS. So going back to that Swiggy example, right? if you go and say my focus is on speed, then the engineer objective and key result should be about improving speed. Customer success should be the same, customer support should be the same, product should be the same. Everybody's goal should go and align to our focus, which is fastest time, and then whatever it is. So that's how a typical setting goals happen, which is typically a less than a week exercise once every quarter. But the real journey is what happens during the quarter, which is a tracking. And
1: how is this setting the setting up done? like there'll be fields to enter yes, the objective is, and so what, field to enter? No,
0: no, this is very again an important thing that you said, right? That uh, when we started building our goals product, right, we had a very interesting epiphany. Okay. We realized that almost all the companies that were putting their goals, they had some two goals storing or goals tracking software. It could be a HRMS system, which most of the HRMS system comes with goals because obviously they have to do a performance review. It could be a project management tool like a Asana or a Notion, or even it could be a performance management tool that they would use. Okay. But almost none of them were using any of these tools for their goals. They were using simple spreadsheets. Could be Excel, could be a Google sheet. And of course, we tried to understand why and it was a no because it's simple. So what our number one OKR became was to build a super easy to use single page application, which is as simple as a spreadsheet so that you never have to go into it, but have all the benefits that a spreadsheet doesn't have. Because you, if you put your goals and you have to have multiple tabs or multiple places, you can't see an alignment, you know, you can't see go on multiple things, you can't have a log, okay? You can't give notifications. So that's what it it's a very, like, like think of it as like a spreadsheet or a Gmail which is a single page application, your 95% of the thing can happen on that page. That's how it happened.
1: And so once everybody has set this up, how does the tracking happen? Like you said, magically yes, tracking. What, what is that important. magic? That is now the
0: So let's just go back to the old days. Okay. Let's say you are a sales guy. Okay. And your job is to get 10 crore revenue. Okay. Now you use a CRM system, maybe a... Salesforce, Leedsquare, HubSpot, okay? Now you have goals set either in a spreadsheet or in a HRIS system, okay? So when you do your sale, what is the first thing you do? You go and put it on your CRM because that's the only way you want to track I'm asking you here, uh, Akshay, please, can you also go and put it in the Google Sheet? And then because we use another Google Sheet for our weekly tracking, can you also put it there? What would you have near there? Sales spreadsheet data okay so the number one problem like I said the company's face put face when they put their OKRs into some places is set and forget people don't update it and the the, the chief of staffs the HR the leadership update Cardoya and one of the main reasons why OKRs are not uh, tracked in a weekly basis because getting them to update it is so difficult so the very first magical thing that we go and do is we integrate it with any software that you use, wherever that data sit, it might be sitting on a database, could be a My, you know, MySQL, Postgres or all that. It might be on a SAS tool, might be Humpspot, Gainsight, you know, Jira and all that, or might be on another spreadsheet. We go and say, any key result, which is a number, must be sitting somewhere. Okay. You go and integrate, the moment it gets updated, this kind of so now you have one place in the company, one single source of truth in the company where your entire company goals are aligned and updated in real time. So, so now think about it, the impact of think about it, right? A lot of business review meetings happen about visibility. Is data what happened? data Now you don't need to have a meeting for visibility. You don't even need to ask somebody because that data is clear it why we coming from let like, think about marketing team marketing and that data comes from google analytics to google AdWords, from hubspot to you know reply like, even a small company like us uses some 10 tools for marketing but a larger 200 employee company must be using some 50 tools you know? so collating that data and getting that updated is extremely difficult but now that you have that like, at least your business review meeting is nothing about visibility. It's just about strategy, red flags, roadblocks and all, and the future plan. Okay? So that's the first thing we do. But then there is a second bigger problem, okay? which is also very interesting, which is very rarely, in fact, almost never, the goals tracking in a business review meeting happen where your goals are. So, where are your goals? Your goals are either in a spreadsheet or in a, say, a HRM. But where does, what happens in the business review? Most of the business review, there are PPTs. So, there will be a team, sales team, marketing team, operation team. They will go and spend two or three days, find graphs and find narratives and find, in a in a PPT and will go and present. And people will ask question, you know, why? Why PPT? Because PPT is pluggable. You can put anything there. You can put a story. You can put the progress. You can put status. You can put graphs and all that. Which of course, uh, a typical goals you would wanna. Because a goals tracking will mainly have a snapshot. Okay. Now because it is a PPT, now well, people go and focus on PPT rather than what is the status of the goals are. Okay. And again, it creates multiple tracking systems in the company. What we have warned and make sure that if you just fix this problem. It fits your business review meetings and make sure that there is one tool where your goals are and the tracking of it by making all the data and narrative pluggable. So I can drag and drop. I can drag and drop a story. I can allow people to ask questions earlier. I can allow people to answer. A simple example. And this is a most common behavior. Can you imagine any meeting where notes are not taken and action items are not there? every recurring meeting, notes must be taken. Somebody Notes Nikki are an action item. Acha will uh, you launch this or let's go and focus on this and let's create a campaign for this. How many times the action items created in the prior meeting in the next meeting start with the previous week action item or previous month action item? Very, very rarely. So you created action item and then people forget about it. Okay. Now if you make it so easily. What can happen is you make action item, the next business review starts with an action item. Though. What were the action items that you discussed? And then Anything, you can take a small uh, snippet of, say, your Jira dashboard, put it in there. So the time you need to prepare for a business review, it uses so much. Now, if the time needed for the business review is less, if the visibility is not a problem, you can track your goals much more frequently in a much shorter time. So you don't need three hours. You can spend 30 minutes. Talk about the challenges, talk about the plans, discuss the strategy, done. So you don't need QBRs now. You can move into monthly um, business reviews or weeklies. And that is where the magic of tracking your goals comes in. If you remove these blockers, right, that, oh my God, updating takes a challenge, creating PPT takes a challenge. So one of our OKR is a three-letter word, kill that PPT. That's it. Kill that PPT. No business review meeting should have a PPT. I'll give you more example. Let's suppose you are showing me a graph, okay, on a PPT. And I and, and say I'm the CEO and I go and notice onto the graph and say, I'm going to go more about this. I, I start asking questions. So somebody say we did, uh, say, 120 trials. And I say but I want to know more about among these 120 trials, how many were from, say, ICP? How many came from this region? And the guy says, I'm sorry, I don't have that data. Let me come back to you. Very common thing, right? Because the reason is because PPT doesn't have an inherent property to dig deep. But if you make your data pluggable, you can actually go as much deep as you want, and people don't even need to have this blind view that you usually have in the review. So that's the that's the most important sort of thing for us. That if you want, we want if you need to, if we, if we have an aim to help startups grow 10x and achieve those moonshot goals, then tracking becomes the most important thing. Followed by helping them set right goals.
1: Is the integration manual like the one-time integration because there would be so many different tools like so is is the onboarding process for you like a manual onboarding process where you have to like integrate all the data sources? Well
0: what, what actually and surprisingly and very proudly, no. Okay. Because if you think about it, right, the point that it is, it's a big problem. And we also internally discussed it. That, yeah, how can we go and integrate with every tool? Okay. So the easier part, with, let's use JP, Zapier. Zapier integrates. So we become a middle, Zapier is a tool. But we decided against it. And the reason we decided against it is because the same problem that if we put Zapier, the experience of integrating with another tool is bad. First, I go and sign up on Zapier, then I go and build an API through Zapier. What we did was a native integration. It should be so simple that I click, uh, uh, let's say I put a link of a Google Sheet or I put the MySQL connection, put a SQL or a cell value or a JQL and that submit, and that's it. You do not require anything from us to actually go and integrate. It should be, if you are a user or an admin of that product, it should be that simple. But we want to take it way ahead. I mean, this is just the start. Right now, what you are doing is you are setting a goal and then integrating. But just think about it. Right? A lot of goals are not even set. Let's suppose that you are using MailChimp for your campaign. Okay. But you forgot to add that goal. Okay. That we I need to do something about my campaign. But if you're using it, there got to be some goal associated with that. This goal must be aligned. Okay. Can you, like our mission or vision is that how can we go, make it so easy for people that they can capture goals even without writing it. So that when they are at MailChimp, they identify, this is a goal, one click, automatically integrates with Peoplebox. Now I have a goal, it is automatically integrated. the moment the campaigns runs, whatever the key results come, automatically updated in Peoplebox and aligned with the overall goal. So like I said, that's why we say that the R OKR is to help companies track it in a magically easy way. And my companies are mainly, our our main niche is hyper growth startups.
1: So this would need like some sort of a technical administrator first who can connect MailChimp or who can connect Salesforce or all of these tools who can do that one time connection. Not really,
0: uh, as long as you are an admin. If you are an admin of a HubSpot, you don't really need a technical guy. And for wherever you need a technical one, for example, a MySQL, you anyways are the owner. See, the people who need to go and connect it with, say, a MySQL, mostly are going to be engineers. And they are anyways. the. So if if I'm a customer success guy, let's suppose, and I use kinsight okay, I'm going to be anyways the admin for that. So it's easy for me to go and sort of integrate with it or similarly on UpSpot as well.
1: Like, how would it happen, say, like like a MailChimp integration? Like, so think of HubSpot, you, right?
0: So what, it, what if you just go and do that is, you say this data comes from HubSpot, we ask for HubSpot credentials, uh, and if you are an admin, we allow it. Then you go to HubSpot and you click that this, this data is coming from this place. So you click on the field. So let's suppose that number is revenue, okay, or trials. Now, both of these data sits in HubSpot. So you just go, this is the data. The moment it gets updated in UpSpot, it automatically gets updated. So you've built
1: your own version of Zapier basically then.
0: Yeah, but only between for people box versus this one. Yeah. And 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 one of the things that we have ensured, and, and again that is very important OKF OK for us is the turnaround time. And we could even say that yeah, as long as there is another tool which has an
1: open API, we will go and integrate it, even if it is your internal tool. Okay. so, so what uh, kind of customers uh, use Peoplebox? Uh, you know, give me some case studies of the integration, how it happened, what kind of results did they see?
0: Yeah, so all our customers are, uh, I would say all but most of our customers are hyper-growth startups. So if we talk about India, you know, Dunzo, Katabook, Plum, you know, Noah Benefits, uh, Silver Push, Exotel, even even Lightspeed, the VC VC firm uses Peoplebox. And like I said, OKR is the center of it, but we have different use cases as well. We also have a tool that we didn't talk about when remote hits, uh, because we were also always about closing. We launched a small feature called Coffee Connect, which basically replicates the water cooler chats and, and connect, you know, help people. We also have a performance review entirely in Slack. So because integration is very core, one of our focus is to get people onto Peoplebox as little as possible. Can they do work outside want, but still get the best value out of it, so that you don't have one more software fatigue? So most of the companies are funded, well-funded, fast-growing startups, and they use from all like for their entire goals, performance management, and employing engagement, Because we have a full suite now, and everything centered around goals. You know, so people use this for running their surveys, for connecting their employees uh, to build better peer connect, or doing their one-on-ones, for doing performance management. And of course, most importantly, setting and tracking their goals.
1: Yeah. Is it an HR-driven activity typically, or like who, who drives
0: it? Yeah. Like? So, so there are, and, and that, that's a very interesting question. There are two bits about our software. Okay, the performance management and employee engagement is HR-driven. Okay, the OKR is a mix of both. HR is involved, but there is also somebody from the founders' team or strategy, or you know, who, who becomes owner to make sure that the you know, strategy is well crafted and it is aligned because that becomes the you know the the more forte of the strategy and the founding team. So so we work a lot close with founders or you know, if they have a founding team like a chief of staff. Hmm.
1: Yeah, okay. So in a way, people is like the operating system for the softer aspect of your organization. Like like you know, the 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 people. People uh, part of your organization. The oh, people box is like the operating system Absolutely. for that. You can call it an operating, and we we are sir, we,
0: say we are an operating system or a control panel uh, or or a command center, like whichever way you want. Mm-hmm. for for your you know for your culture for the whole or, to help you build a uh, high performing and engaged culture. And then, like I said, we primarily like a lot of people ask you, what is the ROI? What is why should I go and spend?" And I say it's all about two hours. two hours. Okay, results and retention. Like a typical 100-employee company, if your target is, say, 200 crore, okay, and if you don't use Peoplebox or, say, okay, you will most likely, say, achieve 200 crore. If you use it, it will be 250 crore or 240 crore. So we help you impact and grow your top line. So so the cost of not using us might be that delta. And second is retention. Let's suppose if you, from, say, today's 2nd February, from 2nd February 2022 to 2nd February 2023, you may have you may get 10 undesired attrition. Okay? We will help you at least save three of them. So you can imagine the cost of these or or the value of these three retentions. So ultimately that's what our value cost.
1: So how big is the time for this? Like like you know, you made that mistake last time around with when you were building for mental wellness and health. Because this is not something which intuitively you would think, ke, ye even okay. though it's a once you understand it, then you may have that conviction that okay. okay. But okay. like common parlance, it's not like people are asking to tell tool OKR tool to implement it. It's not there yet. Actually,
0: no, you'll be surprised. And, and we can see that the, the cost of uh, our CPC, for Google AdWords, has just gone crazy. The number of people who are searching for it and at the same time, the, the, the whole competition as well. But you are right. I think, I think what you're saying is right. That, you know, it's, it's not that, uh, I mean, it's not like HRMS system or it's not like a CRM system that if you have a sales force, you must have that. But that is changing very, very increasingly fast. Like I said, you know, we did a you know some high level results. We realized that 90%, sorry, 70% of uh, India's unicorn are uh, using OKRs. And OKRs or any way of doing better goals management and business will be becoming very fast. And, and ultimately, it comes down to efficiency. If you think about it, right, any business, and of course, we focus a lot on startups, but any business, the moment they go over 50, use business review. They use a meeting to track their goals. And there is a huge gap in inefficiency there, which not just makes the preparation and the duration of that time really, really high, but the impact that they could do really, and it doesn't affect like some smaller thing. It affects your Ultimate results. So it's it's this becoming very big. I, I believe that even the startups world that we focus on, okay, that in itself is very, very huge. Because for them, the OKR, they're usually the early adopters. Uh, so what we are increasingly seeing, and, and I would say it has changed a lot in the past one and a half years, is that we don't really need to go and sell the concept of OKR anymore. It's it's becoming increasing, like I would say yes to a lot of non-startup companies, okay, who come and say, we have heard about OKRs and how do you think and what is it, tell us about it. Now it is all about, "Yeah, we are already using OKRs or we are already thinking of using OKRs. You tell us, how are you better than a Google Sheet or an HRIA system? Because we both, we have the availability of both. And that's where the conversation goes.
1: So do you see like uh, this being as mainstream and big as say like, you know, Darwin Box became a unicorn and- Obviously, because every company of a certain size needs an HRIS and yeah. therefore it's a large market. Do you see that happening with PeopleWorks?
0: Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And, and a good example and if analogy you go and take that is Lattice. Uh, I, I don't know if you heard of Lattice, but Lattice is again, it's, it's their focus is not so much of goals, but it has increasingly become now, but they are also an OKR performance management and they, they just raised uh, just like three days ago they raised a, a round of uh, a big round with three billion dollar valuations so IC company but if you look at OKR market just like although we are not just in the whole OKR we are also a full project role, but if you look at OKR it suddenly becomes so hot like Ali or the recent OKR tool which got acquired by Microsoft you know there are at least I was this three almost unicorns or unicorn companies in OKR space as well okay. so again you know think about it like if we go back to the days of customer success softwares or customer onboarding softwares, you know, the, these new categories or sales enablement, you know, where people are saying, yeah, is this like, it's a good to have, to very soon transform it, it is to must have. And and I think KRs or goals management is at the cusp of that. Where is it, right now, it is already there for the startups, Few are Very soon, I think it, it's spreading you know, to the other industries
1: as well. Hmm, hmm, hmm. As soon as it's going to be a must have. So what's your moat then? Like, you know, there is no like network effect as such, which like say a, a social media platform might have, which ensures stickiness and all that I mean, here people could replicate a like a similar version of it. And so, so you know, what is your moat?
0: I think that's a good question. And I would just say one answer or at least what we aim to be, and that is focus. Uh, two things. Fast-growing startups focus on helping them magically track it. There are so many things we can do. And like Look at our product. I think, I mean, we, we were talking about Practo, right? And, and it was so easy for me to go and say that they are Practo spread. Thing. But look at us. We didn't do any better. We had, despite me burning our fingers, and I would I would say that again repeatedly that, you know, uh, it was so easy. Like, you know, they say life is... So easy to speak and so difficult to live. When we came out of Practo, we had clarity that one of the challenges we faced at Practo was that we spread so thin and look at us. We had performance management, we have uh, Coffee Connect. And ultimately, it should have been, like today, it's one of our very big moves. When we are compared against any OKR tool we beat them because we have a full, but we shouldn't have at the start. At this stage, we should not have. We should have had that focus. So it's difficult for us. But if... We have one more, it's just about this thing. We focus on helping startups, especially hyper-growth startups, track their goals in a magically easy. As long as we do that, that's what remains. That's why integrations becomes very important for us. That's why business reviews becomes very important for us.
1: Mm Yeah, the the integration product is not easy to replicate because there are so many integrations to do and to test each one, make sure it it is like that magical experience that that would be tough to for for a, a newcomer to replicate.
0: At just had to that one point that again, in integration is still I would say people at least I I know some of the HRMS companies who are attempting because so, because at least in integration you know what to do. You know, are, I have to integrate with the Google Sheet. And I, so I, can, I think that the place there, which is, again, a, a, a bigger problem to solve or, or a very tough problem is reviews. Because you can integrate with all the software in the world. But if nobody looks at goals, what's the point of integration? And where do people look at goals? They look at goals in the meeting. And that's a tough meeting. And that's a really tough meeting very very tough problem because this meeting is a free flow crazy meeting happens on a very very unstructured way some do it on a Google Doc some do it on a PPT, some do it on a dashboard in fact majority of the people you know how the meeting happens the founder sits every department come and every department come their own tool some do it. now you need to go and structure that meeting No, like it will be very difficult for an HRI system or a performance management system to even look at this problem. So that might be another
1: sort of L1 answer of your mood that you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> becomes for us. So uh, how does the, the meeting product work in PeopleWorks? Is it like a, like, say you have on Canva where you can just put elements and then go to presenter mode, like, like something yeah, like that? Something okay. like
0: that. So you make, so what, what the most important thing, if you look at, right, that there are three aspects in a business review meeting. Okay, there is data, there is narratives and there is Q&A. Can you make all of these things pl- pluggable? Okay, can you make sure, at least that's what people try to do it on a PPT with a lot of disadvantages. Can you make it so pluggable that one click, because my goals are already there, you know, notes are already been taken, comments are already there, action attacks, are can you make all of these things pluggable? That's the, you know, how we want to go and disrupt it.
1: Got it. Okay. 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 So uh, what is, uh, so what kind of startups do you look at? Like, what is the size, uh, 100 employees, 500 employees? Like
0: typically 100 uh, to say now we have, you know, many thousand plus as well, you know. So now of course it's, it's growing. We have had, uh, you know, is our customer, which is 5,000. We have Exotel, which is a thousand. We have Dunzo, which is thousand. Plus. but if I were to go and put our sweet spot, it's this hundred to thousand, and even more, most of our customers are hundred to say five, six
1: hundred. I saw your pricing was about five to ten dollars, yeah, like in yeah. that range, right? Yeah. So, isn't it pretty expensive for like a Uran with? So but it, or, or is there like a volume for pricing also? No,
0: no, certainly we have a volume pricing. We also have a pricing for India. So we have so one thing is we have we have today almost five hundred companies using us in sixty plus countries. So we have customers all across the world. We have we have a of curve like we have a company Riyadh, which is a London stock exchange company. We have companies sort of all over the world. So our pricing is of course a global pricing. But at Mars we do give, you know, of course, some discounting and we also have you know, when it, especially for the l- larger employees as they go, we we do some Indian
1: price. But uh, would Udan actually buy a license for each employee? Like uh, so, Udan uh, actually used us
0: uh, for Coffee Connect uh, when Amod was there. He was so Amod was very very sort of passionate about the whole peers Connect and all that. everybody was working from home, so we we used uh, they used our Coffee Connect product for this, like just for the engineering team and. They did a good pricing. They didn't like run in well-funded companies. So but of course, like when we go to the likes of say Benzos and it's thousand plus
1: there is some Do they buy for everybody? Like is it something I mean it wouldn't work if you don't buy for everyone, right? Like... Uh, again, depends on what
0: feature do you want to use. But let's let's take OKR for example. Like if you do if you use People box for your performance manager and employing it, but it has to be for everybody because you're gonna take a survey from all your employees. You're gonna do a performance, but even for the OKR bit, right? What is the purpose of OKR? The purpose of OKR is to communicate what is our focus. If if your employees, including your interns, doesn't have the access to what our company objectives, then what's the point of keeping OKR? Leadership के लिए in a करें. Leadership pata hota hai, At least strategy pata hoti hai, alag hai ki they, don't, they forget about the prioritization and they forget about the tracking. But it's known, really right? So there was this, this very famous research which was done, which says that around, around 86% of the people did not know, employees did not know what their company's strategy was. Okay? And, and uh, there was another one where in London, you know, in the non-corona time, when everybody was going to office, they took the top leadership and asked them, what are the top three priorities of the company? Okay, and this is a time when, this is top leadership going to office every day, and I think around 60% of the leader could not speak the, the common single one, forget about the number of three. So, which is why visibility is a very important thing, and when people use OKRs, and we always recommend whether you set OKR for every person or not, that's a separate thing, okay? But you make sure that everybody has an access to it.
1: Hmm. 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 okay so what is your current revenue uh, like uh, arr mr whatever you track like i think that's not
0: that but i would go and say that uh, we have grown pretty significantly or pretty good in the last six months you know and primarily because of the the whole focus and finding out this thing yeah Yeah.
1: what what is the goal you're targeting in terms of and like monthly run rate like say by 2024 or whatever like one or two years down the line like i would say
0: we would our one of our aim is to sort of hit a 10 million by end of next year uh that's something we really want to go and believe and we and it's not that it has uh, not happened i think the sector is very hot. covid has really given a uh, sort of boost to it you know we ha- it has its you know tailwinds and primarily because of when teams are distributed when they're remote Misalignment is bigger problem. The lack of visibility, the lack of misalignment. gets hard. Second thing I would say is that thanks to the likes of Havin, Google, and a lot of other startups, they have made OKRs a very, very common thing. In fact, VC companies also have a very good play a role to play here. What has worked for others is you know, and and so so we, it's 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 again a very very I would say a hot market today,
1: and and with. Is this like a 10x growth target? Like, like have you crossed one million or or like? Not yet, not yet. But so, okay. so than, it's like that 10x uh, uh, more than that. But, but,
0: but we are we are talking about two years, right? Not one year or so.
1: So uh, tell me about the competition that you have right now. Who are the other companies in this space who are also like offering a similar service? And you know what is your differentiation vis-a-vis the competitors? Awesome.
0: This this is a good question and it's a very interesting question. Okay. Because our number one competitor is Google. Let's think about it, right? Yeah. No, everything. So, when we say that we have a goals tracking software or an OKR tracking software, people say we do it on a Google sheet. When we say that we have a one-on-one software, people say we do it on a Google Doc. When we say that we have an employee engagement software, people say we do it on Google Forms. You know? So, Every so and and mo- I think majority of the time when we go into a company, we replace Google. Okay, either is a it's, it's a mix of Google Sheet, Google Form, and Google Doc. Okay. Now when we talk about softwares, especially SaaS software, we get competition from three different categories of software. One is HRIA system. So all the the like
1: a Darwin works.
0: Yeah. They have some module of an OKR or a performance management. Now, of course, where we go and we go very deep into product and, you know, very, very different UI integrations become variable. For example, one of our most loved features these days, which is our very newest feature, is performance reviews in Slack. You can run your entire performance review cycle from self-review, 360 degree review, everything in Slack without even leaving that, you know. So now for our Darwin box to even focus on this much, this is this sort of a bit difficulty, you know, or or like this is not their core. This is not their focus, you know. The second sort of uh, a competition we get it from is from a full-fledged performance management tool, you know, or like in in US, I would say there are the likes of all these Lattice and BetterWorks and all that. Who again, but their focus also remains on performance reviews, you know, which is a one sort twice a year exercise, and they are very focused toward, like they are primarily solving the HR pain need. Okay. No, not much of the founders.
1: They would not have those integrations to magically track.
0: Yeah. We'll have some because it's now more of a hygiene, but that's not. And the third, and I think a a place where we get the most compared with are full budget, sorry, not full budget, dedicated OKR softwares. Okay, work core is like OKR, so, you know, work, work mode is one. Then there is this uh, company I spoke about, Ali, which just recently got acquired by Microsoft. So these are these just focused OKR tools. Now, and then we can call it, you know, in, in, in irony or in, in Hindi, there is a word called Vidambana. We need dedicated OKR software, sorry, we need dedicated OKR software because we have other features. We need full-fledged performance management software because our OKR tool is very good. So somehow, we have been able to sort of, you know, get the best out of it. And and the primary, because now I, I know that in the hindsight, I would have never gone and done that. I would have preferred not to do it. But we spent so much time in building this entire suite of product that we ended up building. Now, again, Our our... Forte, because we both, me and Alago, we both have been product guys, have built our startup, we focus a lot on product. Now, there are companies there who are consulting first companies. We become a product first company. So for us, everything is about how do we make it so easy to use. So I give you a simple example, right? Uh, If you want to go and update your goal, you get a notification, say, on a Tuesday morning, where are you with this, if you have not integrated can you even do it in the Slack itself? so when people use our product right especially in trials things, I was just speaking to one of the founders and he said that I tried some twelve okr software and I use yours and give it to the team and in simple word he said, the team bola ye chamka. It was that tool that way. We do not need to have any learning curve. Or we do not have any complexity. So that becomes our number one. The second bit, I think, which we, re- we have re- realized a lot is our hand-holding support. We provide people. Like, I'm also like, I like to go and give uh, sessions about OKRs. How do you do that? Swiggy's examples and all that. That What are the best ways? A lot of people like, So so think about it, right? Giving a survey tool is one thing. Telling what to ask is another thing. Giving a performance review is one thing, but doing how to do performance review to where you should look. is. A, and we focus a lot on this customer support and success, in hand holding every journey of whatever you are doing, right from OKRs drafting to alignment to building a review cadence to building OKR champions and all that. So that's one another
1: very very are important. Have you built this like a- through through AIs, like where if somebody is putting in a goal or a, like a key result, which doesn't align, you know, so so that automated coaching in a way, or is that in the roadmap, like, like an AI driven coach for using OKR?
0: So this is a very important thing. Like I said, the first feature when we were thinking about closing the loop for us was AI coach. Okay. That's when we sort of renamed our company to peoplebox.ai. There was another reason that it was cheap. And we tried some bit. I won't go with it. We tried, okay? But we realized that that's not going to be the core differentiator for us.
1: You know, we yeah. can build it just for... Plus, you didn't have the data for that coach to work. And then we didn't
0: have enough so. data as well. But right now, like I said, right, if at least for this moment, we see that it's so badly broken goals tracking and goals given creation is so badly broken in the companies that you don't really need an AI to solve that. You just need an easy. That's why I said, we we didn't say that we make your goals tracking effective. We said, we make your goals tracking magically easy.
2: If you like the Founder Thesis podcast, then do check out our other shows on subjects like marketing, technology, career advice, books, and drama. Visit thepodium.in that is d-h-e-b-o-d-i-u-n dot i-n for a complete list of all our shows.